0: Unlocking Your World of Creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. Mark introduces you to some of the world's leading creative talent from publishing, film, music, restaurants, medical research, and more. You'll discover how to tap into your most original thinking, how to organize your ideas, and most of all, how to make the connections
1: and create the opportunities to launch your creative work. Unlocking Your World of Creativity. Hi, everyone. It's Mark Stenson. Our podcast is supported by Design Hill. Design Hill is the world's number one creative marketplace that caters to the creative needs of businesses and individuals alike. You can source high-quality designs from professional designers and unique products created by independent artists. Listen later in the episode for a special offer and a discount code. And I'm just so glad to have as my guest today, author Anthony Teresi. Anthony, welcome to the program.
0: Pleasure to be here.
1: And we've traveled to sunny Southern California to talk to Anthony. It's
0: a beautiful day today. Absolutely. About 72. I love it, Anthony. He's
1: just published this great book called Rippling Waves, a spiritual journey through the heart of the universe. And we'll talk about the, the metaphors and the, the journey itself. But Anthony is also a renowned psychic. He's a multidimensional visionary. And I think that's really the, the source of a lot of this book is this journey. So Anthony, I thought I would start there. I I really was captured in reading this book. The sort of word portraits, I guess, as I would call them, the sights and sounds, all five senses are engaged in this work. How was that from a stylistic and a writing standpoint for you to really try to paint the picture?
0: Well, in terms of describing what words do not describe, it was a challenge. I tried to keep it as simple as possible, which is not so easy when, again, you're describing transcendent realities and dimensional travel and things like that. So it took me about three years and about uh, 120 edits until (laughs) I finally felt uh, comfortable with the fact. And uh, I'm happy that I've had a lot of feedback about that very issue that Folks have been able to understand these things without getting bogged down in a lot of technical you know, terms and, and things like that. So it was challenging to describe these things. But in terms of the senses, I think it goes without saying that our physical three-dimensional senses have extension, if you will, to them. They have extensions as far as like the ability to see higher. The intuition taps Uh, into the body of information that exists beyond our mere mental capacity, our mere mental process, if you will. And uh, in that regard, uh, being an intuitive, being a psychic, being a former musician, uh, all of these elements uh, have provided me decades worth of experience in terms of doing that and perfecting that uh, that, uh, element. And of course, I can't rule out... uh, that a lot of times I just sat there looking at the page and going, what am I gonna write next? And mm-hmm. I was able to tap into greater inspiration and move my hand. And it was it was just a wonderful experience.
1: Yes. I think in this field of uh, you know, enlightenment and spirituality and metaphysics, uh, you know, the body of literature, there, there's a wide variety for sure. But I've always been struck by you know, practitioners of these kinds of spiritual arts aren't always the ones to write it you know, and try to publish it. And so as you were describing, how do you put words to things that you know, maybe can't be uh, physically described? It must've been quite a challenge.
0: It was a challenge. And uh, what happened uh, for us in background, the book is a compilation of many experiences that I've gone through the, through the course of a lifetime. I put it into story form, but this is not just one journey. This is, you know, 40 years worth of uh, expertise and uh, struggle and mastery and all the things that go into Creating a lifetime worth of uh, a body of work, if you will. But I put it into a story form. I found almost the dire necessity to use metaphor in many instances to to demonstrate uh, or to say, well, I can't really tell you what it what it actually is, but it's kind of like that, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> so uh, I, I again, it was a difficult struggle, uh, but well worth the effort when I, when I finally. Saw it in print, uh, a little tear welled up in my eye. It was, a, it was a wonderful experience.
1: Yeah, that's a good feeling for an author to say, <laughs> you know, uh, it's an actual book now. And I can yeah, hold it in my it, hands.
0: It's amazing. Uh, I mean, the fun part was, the, uh, I realized, the fun part was the writing part of it. Uh, and then putting it into, <laughs> into a book and putting it out here and doing these kinds of things. This is, this is a different uh, type of activity.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, Anthony, if I could, to give the, the listeners a, a taste of the, what we've been talking about with sort of a full sensory description, perhaps you could uh, read us an excerpt uh, love from to... the book.
0: Okay. I'm going to read page 120. Uh, it's called, the subchapter is called Scenes of Creation. We see before us what can only be described as a boundless energy expanse infinitely stretching out to an unseen horizon. Our surroundings are filled with sights, sounds, and emotions that are at once thunderous, yet so incredibly tender. There are innumerable tone tapestries expressing intermingling, glistening, shimmering pillars of sound. Rivers emulating these energy waves swell together and then splash apart, creating and descending back and forth on one another, as they flow onto the shoreless ocean of creation. Profound harmonies of beauty and complexity are created, merging and dancing together for what is only a flashing moment and then instantly parting. The sounds of these exquisite energies appear to be moving toward resolution, yet somehow never do. But the most astounding sight is the invisible point that gleams from the very center of our perception. Uh,
1: That's very nice. And that is full sensory right there.
0: Full sensory.
1: Yes. Tell us about the uh, inspiration behind the title, Rippling Waves. Again, as a metaphor, you you already get the sense of the rippling and the the waves, right? But uh, I'm sure there's more to the story.
0: Well, rippling waves is the result of several different uh, elements. It's the result of my personal experiences in terms of actually for starting out in music and really experiencing the waves of sound as an actuality. But also as I moved on into uh, intuitive and dimensional realities, uh, it became evident that uh, waves are the means by which creation expresses itself. Uh, And to be more explicit, uh, vibrational frequencies flow on waves from that standpoint. And so rippling waves, Was the title, but I I didn't have the subtitle until late in the in the book. It was called Ripping Waves, and I was just going to leave it at that. But then I thought to myself, Well, wait a minute. It needs a little more, you know, a little more uh, specific kind of title to it. And so I put that in there because actually that's what it is. It's a journey through the dimensional realities, the frequencies with which we come to know. That there are beings that exist at higher levels than, uh, than our dimension, uh, and I tried to put that into the kinds of stories that would reflect our actual travel there, uh, and uh, that's how Rippling Waves came came to be.
1: Mm-hmm. And and as this journey, clearly, there's as you said a compilation of many stories and almost a memoir. Uh, for you you know of your experiences right
0: Yeah uh, in fact it was suggested that I write it as a memoir but I really didn't want to do that because my desire was to share this experience with uh, with my reader and so I wanted it to be an us as opposed to me kind of uh, approach to this and that's why I write it as, You know, come on, I'll I'll, I'll take, you know, we'll go here, we'll see this. What do you think of this? Isn't this great? Uh, That, for me, is uh, the epitome of uh, this work is, and I I mentioned that many times during the course of the book, um, once you get to a point where you become some degree of mastery over something, whether it be music, self, whatever the case may be, you experience this incredible uh, love, this incredible inner energy that it wants to express itself and it cannot be contained within one person Uh, immediately it's flowing out to the world and your your ambition is to share it with everyone
1: Mm -hmm. we'll be right back with our interview here on unlocking your world of creativity but first a reminder of the discount that i promised you at the beginning of the show from design hill You can get an exclusive 25% off of Design Hill's Logo Maker service. Just use the code WF25. The link is in the show notes. And remember, the offer is valid through November 30th, 2021. And now back to our interview. And I think that's one of the things that struck me is that this wasn't just a uh, sort of, here, let me give you some new knowledge about what's going on, but certainly a call to action almost to the world. This Correct. Is, you know, this this is a time for spiritual healing, for greater harmony in the universe, uh, especially just in, um, in our planet, among our you know our fellow man. Here, uh, is that the sense that you were trying to convey?
0: Absolutely, no, absolutely, no doubt about it. Uh, in a time when we see the most incredible uh, polarity happening in society we tend to lose track of the fact that uh, the vast majority of individuals are not really part of that. The vast majority of individuals on the planet seek peace, are seeking love. And this book is uh, dedicated to that wide swath of individuals in the middle who have lost any sense of uh, capacity as far as like how they function in the world. I mean, this book uh, puts out the desire for inspiration, uh, the ability to see a greater picture, the transference of energy from realm to realm uh, is as easy as we depict in the book. But most people aren't looking for that. They're not aware that it's even possible. And uh, I felt that I had to show that this isn't just it. I mean, we're, you know, our little world out here on the fringe of the Milky Way galaxy is uh, not just it. I mean, we can, we can go places, we can do things, we can experience the greatest love of all, if we just open our hearts to that.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think people do appreciate that, you know, we're the kind of speck in the sky when it comes to the universe. But I don't know that people can appreciate the fact that we could, as you described, travel and journey there.
0: True. Uh, and it was said by a major yogi, I can't think of his name at the moment, uh, but his uh, quote was, wisdom is knowing that I am nothing. Love is knowing that I am everything. And that's what this book is based on. It's based on first, the discovery within your own heart of, a, of who you are as a loving being. Then based on that discovery, that opens the door and it's on uh, in in the uh, spirit of that energy that we are able to flow onward and upward. And by the way, just to be clear, when I say upward, I'm not talking about a spatial or geographic location. Uh, I'm talking about uh, the interpenetration of energies. And again, the best metaphor that I can give you in that regard would be: the dimensions that we speak of exist simultaneously basically in the same space. If we were to take two flashlights, one say not quite as bright as the other, and if we were to turn them on and cross the beams for a moment where the beams intersect, both lights would exist in that, in that same space. And that's the best metaphor that I can give in terms of like, you know, what we're doing here. We're not going anywhere. We're not traveling to the ends of the universe in terms of actually physically going there. We're using our consciousness, and we're using these waves of awareness that will take us upward and outward.
1: Ah, very good. Well, and uh, speaking of dedication, uh, certainly it's dedicated to those readers who want, but quite literally your book is dedicated to your brother, uh, who you say left too soon, but found an incredible way to say goodbye. Perhaps you could give us uh, some background on the inspiration and dedication of this book.
0: Well. Okay. uh, First, I'll just give you a a little bit of an idea of what had happened. Quite a number of years ago, my brother uh, had his own plane, and he was flying to uh, Peru on some business. And he was blown off course by a hurricane, unfortunately. Uh, And his his plane crashed in the jungle, in the hills above Ixtapa, Zihuataneo. I'm not sure if most people know where that's at, but that's a little north of uh, Acapulco. And about, about a month had gone by and uh, we didn't hear from him and we we're getting kind of worried. So we decided, I decided to go to uh, Mexico and search uh, to see what, uh, what I could find. And I was down there about uh, about a month uh, and uh, I hired guides. I traveled through the jungle, like every road, every path, every village I, I sought. Uh, I had a wonderful guide who spoke the language beautifully and so we were really able, and we saw a lot of wonderful people who really tried to help. They even joined us uh, you know, for, for the trip, and it was a wonderful experience. But unfortunately, after all of that, uh, after exhausting every possibility, there was nowhere else to go. There were no more roads available that we hadn't been over several times. Uh, I had come to the end of my search and I was sitting there in my hotel room, getting ready to go back the next day to tell my family, especially my mother and father, that I had been unsuccessful. And I was frustrated beyond belief and I uh, didn't know what was happening and sitting there. And uh, all of a sudden, the room became brighter. And then the most amazing colors I've ever seen uh, started just rippling through the room. And it was this uh, a veil opened and pushed back. And I could see my brother looking at me, smiling, and he, did, he was not in the room like a material manifestation, but he was there in what could be termed in an etheric form, or, uh, but clearly him. Uh, and I mean, we were only 14 months apart, so I knew my brother, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he spoke to me, told me that his had crashed, told me that he was moving on, uh, and he had the most amazing Look on his face. It was, uh, I can't even explain it, but uh, uh, my, my experience was laughter and tears at the same time, which I later found out is one of the highest human emotions we can experience. But he told me that he was moving on to say goodbye to everyone. And it was, uh, again, the first experience I had had with the reality that there are other dimensions, there are other uh, realities, if you will. And then he was gone. And I, I just sat there in that room. I don't know how long it was, but I was shaken to my core and my life changed, uh, immeasurably, uh, since that point. Side note, about five years later, uh, we did get a, uh, report from the Mexican government and, uh, his plane had been found. Uh, it was at the, about the 8,500- foot level on the side of a mountain, impossible to find uh, by foot. Uh, In fact, they uh, they only happened to find it by accident. And I realized that uh, the real reason for my journey to Mexico was that I was never going to find him, but that was his way of pulling me into a situation where, you know, we could have that moment. And uh, it was, again, one of the most incredible, if not the most incredible moment of my life And I've told the story to many people, and I can tell you right now, it was not a hallucination. It was not me yearning to see my brother and, you know, making it all up. This was a real, actual experience that happened to me that is as tangible as me sitting here talking to you, It's as tangible as me holding this book up. Mm -hmm. It was, again, uh, an enlightenment uh, beyond anything I could hope for, so... That's kind of uh, set me on the path uh, to that realization. Prior to that, I had been a student of metaphysics, been a musician, was a musician, and uh, had studied yoga and the mystical arts and all of the above. But I was more of a student as opposed to someone who had had actually had experience. This added that additional element of first, I was practiced, then I was knowledgeable, and then came the experience. And mm-hmm. that's what we uh, base our realities on.
1: And do you feel like that that experience uh, impacted you? First of all, obviously to write a book like this and to coalesce the story, but also to then shift from student to teacher that you're now part of the elevating these uh, conscious levels.
0: Absolutely. And as I said, that, that was the f- first true spiritual transcendent experience that i had i've had obviously many since then but i don't know if i would have actually been able to travel on without having that experience without having that perception and, and that knowing and that experience of seeing the veil part peering into that next dimension and oh my god I, is that you know and it was like it was definitely the uh, epiphany that started me down that road and it changed everything it changed my uh, abilities as far as like searching deeper for deeper meanings i was very soon able to understand teachings that had eluded me prior to that experience uh so it was it was monumental
1: mm-hmm. well anthony it's just terrific and i was curious now as a creative person you know and using the word then from the subtitle journey where do you see your creative journey going from here what's ahead for you
0: well on a physical level uh i hope to be doing more uh, shows like your own uh thank you for having me on i appreciate that uh and uh i hope to at uh, one point be when society becomes uh Uh, accessible again, (laughs) I hope to be doing uh, speaking tours and discussing these uh, realities uh, and uh, enlightening people maybe having workshops even in in terms of being able to help uh, folks along with inspiration and with the realities of how to access these, these elements. And I've devised a system called FLP, which stands for Focused Love Projection. Uh, and again, I would I had to stop pursuing that during this uh, pandemic area uh, because it uh, requires an on, hands-on kind of uh, approach, but I intend to pick that up as well. And of course, I'll continue seeing clients along the way, but uh, uh, at some particular point, I'm really more interested now in sharing these inspirational uh, abilities that we all have because of the state that the world is in. I believe that this is a, a time for us to move forward. I, you, you wouldn't know it by listening to the media, but there is a new awakening occurring. There is uh, a new beginning happening. There are folks and organizations, over a thousand now, that are dedicated to planetary unity, dedicated to the upliftment of humanity, dedicated to unifying us as a people so to the benefit of all. And this is my, my pursuit at this point.
1: Yes, well, I think you're right. And if I uh, can speak to uh, the other 98 guests that I've had on this <laughs> program, um, there is a sense of optimism. Yeah, you know, there is a sense of uh, let's come together, let's uh, turn the corner. But you're also describing something, Anthony, that is more experiential. You know that we we need to experience this and put it into action and practice, not simply say, you know, let's let's all be together.
0: Absolutely, uh, it is the experience, not just the intellectual knowledge of these things. It's the experience that imprints your soul, your spirit, whatever your identity, whatever you want to call it. Again, another example would be a person could read all sorts of musical theory books and come to know music <laughs> uh, on the intellectual level, that doesn't mean they can play. It uh, just means that they know a lot about music. And until they sit down and play an instrument, they haven't experienced uh, the basis of their learning. Uh, so that's what this is about. This is uh, dedicated to all those folks uh, who have studied metaphysics, both ancient and current. This uh, speaks to the uh, quantum physics, uh, as well as the ancient yogic and uh, vedic uh, traditions and all across that four or five thousand year span this is the time when we are uh, seeing this kind of awakening and this is the time that we are uh, putting ourselves in a position to rise above these my term barbaric circumstances that we see facing ourselves uh, us today as a people
1: yeah move from that separation to that uh Harmony, as you call it. Correct. Yes. Correct. And
0: I'll tell you you something. Um, One of the greatest things that I've had uh, happen to me in the recent times is when I'm with someone who has the experience. They get it. All of a sudden, they experience their breakthrough. It is a joy to behold. I mean, an absolute joy to see someone just light up, just like all of a sudden their spirit is uh, 100% uh, miles wide and they just feel like they're lifting off the ground it's just phenomenal
1: wow beautiful well i'd like to have you share uh, with our listeners another passage from the book but maybe before we do anthony i want to be sure people know where to find you and learn more about your work uh, on your website where can we find you? Is my
0: name uh, my name.com anthony teresi spelled t-e-r-e-s-i.com It has all of of the information regarding my services. There is our tab to buy the book on that uh, site as well. And um, uh, that's pretty much uh, where you can find me. You can uh, please email me uh, or you can even call me directly or text me. I'm happy to hear from from
1: everyone. Uh, Fantastic. Well, speaking of this uh, call to action that we've been talking about, you conclude the book with a very uh, emotional poem going back to our earlier discussion that really brings out the senses as well. Maybe you could share that final poem with us. Sure.
0: This poem was written by the way, uh, about 20 years ago. Uh, And uh, you'll see in it some of the early uh, impetus in terms of why I wrote this book to begin with. It's called The Call. And it's a poem of first realization. I know now, tis messengers we are, dawned to help others fly fast and far. I can see it coming through us and to them. I can see us rising again and again. Over and over together we'll soar until oneness becomes a deafening roar. Then with a the great sweep of our might, we'll joyously rise and melt into light. Tis then we'll know the parts are whole and there really isn't any place to go. Then when from all return to I, it's to help teach the next ones to fly. Over and over the journey is made, showing the way, showing the way. It's now I realize, it's now I see. Allow me please, this privilege to be.
1: Thanks so much, Anthony. And thanks for being on the program. I've really enjoyed our conversation.
0: Oh, my pleasure. Uh, Thank you for having me. And um, I want to also thank you for presenting these kinds of uh, guests and these kinds of material. Uh, It's through shows like yours that we're getting the word out and people are coming around. So again, thank you so much.
1: Yeah, I think we can embrace this. I mean, we've been talking about it as a creative sort of uh, book genre, but uh, embracing these higher consciousness uh, thoughts and uh, actions is what the world needs for sure. I'd like to
0: say one thing in closing if I could. Yes, please. Okay. If your readers buy this book and suspend judgment and just begin reading it and uh, read it all the way through, I promise you, I guarantee you by the end of the book, if you have suspended judgment and take it at face value, your consciousness and your energy and your ability to open your heart will expand dramatically.
1: That's a good challenge for all of us readers. Start on page one and let it unfold from there, right?
0: Absolutely.
1: There you go. Well, listeners, my guest has been Anthony Teresi. His new book is called Rippling Waves. And the subtitle we've been talking about, A Spiritual Journey Through the Heart of the Universe. It's a magnificent book in terms of its creative style, its writing, and as we've been talking about, really evoking all the senses. So I hope you'll take a look at it. And I also hope you'll come back for our next episode. It'll be episode 100 of our podcast (laughs) coming up. If you can believe that, what a milestone. And I can't thank you, listeners enough for continuing to provide support and feedback, all the ratings, reviews, and such that uh, podcasts get. So it's helped us a lot, and it's given us a lot of good feedback and direction. So continue that, and we really appreciate it. And I'll see you for our next episode as we continue our around-the-world journey to talk to creative experts and practitioners about how they get inspired but also the tools and techniques and methods they use to organize their ideas. And most of all, the connections and the confidence they get to launch their work out into the world. Those are the keys to unlocking your world of creativity. I'm Mark Stinson, and we'll see you next time. Thanks again to our sponsor, Design Hill the world's number one creative marketplace for business and individuals, where you can access high quality designs from professional designers and unique products created by independent artists. You can get 25% off of Design Hill's Logo Maker service. Just use the discount code WF25. The link is in the show notes. And remember, the offer is valid through November 30th, 2021. Unlocking your world of creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. This program was produced by BSB Media, creators of IntelliKey Leadership Stories, Unlocking Your World of Creativity, and ThePeaceRoom.Love.